Welcome to Comic Talkers or Comics is always the top of our discussion. My name is Brandon. And I'm William. Today we continue on with our Star Wars month, but we couldn't do this conversation alone. Um, so first off, um, please welcome back to the podcast two returning guests. Um, the first one, you know him is John with John Comics with Kids. John, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm very excited for this conversation. Yes, I know exactly because of the fact that when we did our top five movie scores, <laughs> you were like John Williams all the way. Um, and then also welcome back to the podcast. You've heard him on our Star Wars movies ranked worst to best. You've also listened to him on our Where the Skywalker Saga Go or Where Can Star Wars Go After the Skywalker Saga. Please welcome to the podcast, Adam. Adam, how is it going? I'm doing great. Thank you for inviting me back. Yeah, so the topic today is like we said, John Williams, one of the best scorers in music movies ever. I know, John, you have talked about it many times. Some of your his scores actually made your top five comic book movie scores of all time. Um, I think it's just bias. What? Because <laughs> he's got a great first name. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, but the main thing is, of course, we're doing Star Wars. And to us, Star Wars has been one of his most iconic works. Um, he has pretty much scored every single movie except, I think, one, which was um, Rogue or two. Yeah, Rogue One and then Solo, right? Yeah, he, part, he did the theme for Solo and then that yeah. was. Um, but yeah, so those are the two, even though Michael Giacchino, we've talked to John about that, that he wasn't a bad replacement for what we got. Um so we're going to kind of go over some of our favorite memories of this music, where we remember that, you know, how much did it bring us into the world of Star Wars more? Um, so pretty much the segment is called, Why Do We Love John Williams Score for our Star Wars? Um, so I'm going to turn the mic over to our guest, John, first, because you've already said you're going to have a lengthy discussion. <laughs> why you love John Williams so much. He's the soundtrack of my childhood my life i i mean i i grew up with i mean Raider, the theme to raiders of the lost ark is one of the greatest pieces of music and i probably have heard it a trillion times it's just like in my mind on repeat you know et jaws like i was a steven spielberg nut as a kid growing up i loved the his movies the music is phenomenal and john williams he just he scored my youth and i can't possibly imagine it without the Superman theme and all these amazing Star Wars themes we're going to get into. And then of course, later for my girls, it was Harry Potter. And, you know, he, he has continued to up his game and be a relevant part of childhood for so many generations. We will forget. You said Harry Potter, not compared to some of these other <laughs> for my girls. It's on par for <laughs> us, probably not as much, but it's, but for each generation, you know, Jurassic Park, whatever, like you, you can go 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s. The guy just turned it out. It, and it's funny, though, too, because what was it? The movie he wins an Oscar for is probably one of the most depressing movies that you can ever watch. Right. But it's world well deserved. But it's one of those things like what was it? I always love. Willie and I are always, of course, fans of epic rap battles of history. Um, the whole director battle they had and they make fun of Steven Spielberg and says half your millions go to John Williams, which is a good point because he's such a great scorer for a reason. All but the I mean, that's worth the down payment, right? <laughs> he, yeah. he's, he has reaped the reward on that investment his entire career. 
just like George Lucas investing in, you know, Lucas sound and and all the production quality he's gotten out of that. Like he put the money in, got the money out. Right. It's one of those conversations, like you said, with George Lucas, the fact that if we didn't have some of the technology he made, we wouldn't have companies like Pixar is another big one right there. Um, And of course, Lucasfilm and THX, whatever you want to, there's so much that he's developed that any of our favorite video games as well. Um, Adam, we're going to turn the mic over to you. What was, why do you love John Williams music for, um, for Star Wars and what was like, what got you more interested with his music? So definitely I, I brought some props to help me with this. <laughs> um, my first experience with John Williams was nice. this right here. Star Wars. 1977 record. <laughs> record. Um, my father was a nerd um he when he was younger um he asked for the soundtrack on vinyl from his mother and she went to the record store and said my son wants star wars and the guy said no he doesn't how old is your son and she said oh well he's seven or something like i think it was seven and he was like no 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 he wants this and he handed her the like disco star wars vinyl record which you can still find today it's hilarious it's on spotify um but he got that and he cried on christmas morning because he wanted so badly to get the others um my friends know how much i love john williams because i have received both this (laughs) and this oh no (laughs) as more star wars gifts (laughs) um because they know that i love john williams i um i write music myself um i i write currently i'm writing music for D &D content so we do more uh instrumental stuff uh john williams has been such an impact in my life for the entirety of my life and it's one of those things like john was saying earlier you can go down the 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 list of all the stuff that he's done i remember sitting in the theater for uh the new jurassic world when it for like jurassic world went the, the first one and when you flew over the island and you heard the the jurassic park theme again mm-hmm. i literally cried in the theater and i don't i'm not somebody that cries at movies i'm not somebody that generally cries at, at different things but music is where it gets me and john williams has hurt me the most yeah. um it's <laughs> it's one of those in a in a very good way um <laughs> Honestly, I think that there is there's very few things that you can point at and say that he didn't make it better. Um, I think that when you look at some of the movies that he's done, if you put anybody else in that situation, he doesn't like they don't they're not going to make the movie better. Um, The prequels. You can't beat some of the stuff that he did that saved some of those scenes that would have been extremely awkward otherwise. Especially but, the first love scene of uh, uh, man. Across the Stars yeah. is one of the most beautiful songs to exist. And to a force the romance may not have been, <laughs> no. but the song itself, without the romance, the song wouldn't have existed. Right. On top of that, some of the sequel music is some of the best work he had ever done. If you look at Ray's theme specifically, it allows you to see not only that John Williams thought that she was going to be a specific, like, descent, or uh, uh, descended of a a specific group of of characters, 
he wrote it into the music. So if you listen to some of that, you get hints at different things as you go in the Star Wars saga. And him saying to Lucasfilm, I I wanted so badly to give Obi-Wan a theme, but I never got a chance to. The Force theme, like according to him, the Force theme is Luke's theme. It was always used as Luke's theme. So him getting to do Kenobi um, really made me happy because that's it like he's he's retired after indiana jones 5 um and it's gonna be it's gonna be one of those things i tell people every time this subject is brought up that hundreds and hundreds of years in the future when people are list are are talking about the greatest moments in music he's gonna be up there with beethoven and bach but it's all gonna be there yeah, let's hope they don't try to remake all this again. <laughs> like we're seeing in our generation that everything's being remade because creators can't find their own way. Um, Willie, what about you? Um, what was your first interest into John Williams' music? How did it enthrall you into the Star Wars universe? Yeah, um, I mean, I pretty much agree with both John and Adam on this. He's just left such a huge impact. And like, growing up, he's done the greatest theme songs for pretty much every movie and what was funny is i didn't realize how great of uh how great he was and how much of an impact he was until a couple of years back when i watched a video by an acapella group by the name of octave Vokdave, and they did the greatest um, movie theme medley and i started realizing every song that they were doing were like compositions by John Williams. They had the Harry Potter theme. They had Superman, Indiana Jones, Star Wars, Jurassic Park, E.T. Pretty much every single one, they hit every single note. And it was like, wow, he he, he is the greatest. I mean, like that pretty much sums it up. Everything that I grew up with listening to, all these movies and shows that I recall from my childhood and like yeah he's been behind every single one of those so yeah i i i definitely do love him he's now, made such an impact now one of the things i'd like to bring up before we start is something that john and i talked about when we did our top five movie scores the fact that john williams has a lasting impact that you do hear some of his scores within other people's scores a perfect example and i know it's star wars but it's in the justice league um, what was it in one of the little songs you hear that little Superman theme that John Williams has famously scored and that's through Danny Elfman that does that he brings back his iconic theme for Batman and then he brings that iconic theme for Superman in. there's a reason why that happens there's a lot of respect for somebody like John Williams it's sad that he does not get like I think he's not been nominated for probably quite a bit of Oscars and yet only wins what one or two of them it's just shows you it's like this guy's up there for a reason when it comes to music. And that it's like, we also said, John too, a good score can tell you a story without you having to watch a story. Literally when I listen to John Williams scores, especially for star Wars, I feel like I'm back in that movie. I'm feeling like I'm watching movies scene by scene without having to sit there and go, Oh, I have to pay attention. No, I know what the scene is like. Exactly. So what we're going to do now is we're going to talk about um, this is a list that was put out actually by Screen Rant. I know we were going to talk about Spotify, but it's actually by Screen Rant. And it's the best track 
from each John Williams score for Star Wars. And so we're going to go down each movie. We're going to talk about the song that they chose and see if we agree. Okay, so we're going to start with The Last Jedi. The song is called The Battle of Crate. Is the best song from that movie. Now, Adam, I'm going to start with you because I know you're a huge fan of The Last Jedi. What was it? This is the scene pretty much when the ATATs are coming in, pretty much about to, when the resistance pretty much has lost all hope and everything. But it tells that great little glimmer of, you know, we got to go or we're going to be gone at this point. Adam, let's start with you. Are we allowed to disagree? Yes, absolutely. If you disagree, pitch the song mm-hmm. that you would chose from this. So I would go with the one that's called Peace and Purpose. And it goes into the finale. But Peace and Purpose is what they used when Luke was passing away. And Leia was feeling it. Ray was feeling it. Kylo was feeling it. And it was all happening as he's like disappearing from the view. John's already crying. He knows exactly what it is. Uh, (laughs) That would be my vote. Now, I get why they chose the Battle of Crate. Because it's probably the most exciting of the of the songs from that from that that movie Mm -hmm. but there's something about the peace and purpose that john williams just put so much into that you you hear little bits and pieces of the force theme you hear bits and pieces of leia's theme. you hear bits and pieces of of just different things as you go along and it's really just the greatest hits at that point right uh leading into the finale what about I? I will tell you right now, my pick. That's exactly what I was going to pick for when it comes to the Last Jedi. I feel like it gives you more of that sentimental tone instead of being. I agree. It's like some of these songs that are on this list is just more of the fact that it's the most exciting song. It gets you enthralled, which is a good thing. But you want those moments that I can understand them. I can understand where they're coming from. I can understand. It's like you know, like how they're feeling just by a song. And so I agree with Adam. I would choose that song as well. So I'm not even going to voice my opinion. I think Adam did a really good job explaining it. Um, John, what about you? I I think the, ba- the obviously the Battle of Crate is an easy pick. It's it's certainly the one that's catchiest. I think in a lot of ways. Uh, for me, I'm super pumped to be on a panel with somebody that else that loves the Last Jedi because I really do <laughs> love the Last Jedi. I think cinematically, it's the best looking Star Wars film. Period, like across the board. And I think the John Williams score combined with the visuals is like a huge part of what I really love about it. For me, it's the throne room battle. Um, the twisting moment when Kylo kills Snoke and the, the the lightsaber flies across and lands in Ray's hands. And then they look at each other and it goes into the slow motion. Like, like the music is what makes that throne room scene just elevate to a whole new level. So that's my favorite I would pick. And it's pro- it's harder because it's chopped up, right? You have that little beginning moment starts it, but then you jump to battle of space, and then you jump back to the throne room, and it's in full swing. For me, though, the the music during that throne room battle, it's just uh, it's just like John, you picking that was so good because it starts with the throne room, like the emperor's throne room, right? And then it moves, and it gets that little force theme in there, and then it gets the little other things in yeah. there. It's just. It's a it's a fun little like medley of some great John Williams pieces, and I think that's one of the beauties I think of the sequel series is the way that those little like needle drops happen at different points. Because I'm going to mention one later that's it would easily make my top three in all of Star Wars, 
but I do think that they do a great job of punctuating those moments. Right. I, what was it? That moment, it kind of is one of those moments. I know we're comic book fans as well. Um, when we watch Endgame, you see Cap get Mueller Man. It, it's one of those scenes that's like, it captivates you because it's like, oh, what's about to happen now? Like, yeah. it, it, it's one of those scenes. All right, Will, what about you? Do you agree with that pick or do you feel there should be another song? Uh, Sure. <laughs> it, it's <laughs> it's going to be the really sad pick. thing. Well, it's going to be the sad thing because, I mean, I'm part of most other people that didn't really like the last Jedi and didn't like rise of Skywalker. So it's sad because I know there was good music in there, but I just don't remember any of it. And I blame that just on the fact that I didn't like the rest of the movie. I didn't like how the story was written. So it was hard to focus on some of the other good aspects. Like, after reflecting on it, I do like agree that some of the effects and some of the cinematography was pretty good, but sadly that stuff I can pull out of my mind from memory, but the music it's completely lost to me. So I feel bad because I know just because John Williams has is such an influential composer, I know he must have made some good stuff, but I just can't remember the music from it. Okay. And that's no problem. That's why I said not all of us are going to have opinions about it. I know, Will, you, this is one you said, This the sequels were not ones you continued watching over and over again, like you could watch some of the others. That's going to mm-hmm. happen. All of us are going to have those opinions, too, which leads us to the next one, um, The Rise of Skywalker. The song is called Fleeing from Kanjini. So this is the song when Lando and Chewbacca show up at the final battle of the movie. Um, I'll be honest, this is one of them I do disagree in, but I'm going to turn over the mic to Adam first before I jump into the conversation. So, Adam, do you agree with it, or what song would you have chosen? So, again, I feel like they chose one that's easy because it's, like, it's very, it's very upbeat, and it's very, like, it's a a chase sequence kind of sound to it. Um, I, my opinion, Destiny of a Jedi, it, you can't really beat it. Um, it just it again. Out of all of them, I feel like Rise of Skywalker really was his greatest hits mm-hmm. uh, because he was able to use so much of it and just revamp it and add in the things that he's been trying to add in. Um, sadly, I do think that John Williams was smarter than J.J. Abrams, and he had <laughs> written he had written a story with the music that he didn't get to pay off. Um, Destiny of a Jedi, I think, was his attempt at paying off what he wanted to pay off with Rey, mm-hmm. um, which didn't happen the yeah. way that I think they told him what it was going to happen. Right. And because John Williams is one of those uh, composers who he likes to see the scene as it's happening. Right. Um, and and he's the one rare um, instance where he usually gets everything he asks for. Right. Um. And and I think that Destiny of the Jedi is probably my favorite, just because it seemed like his attempt to tell the story he wanted to tell. Right. And... I will say I suck at knowing the name and where it fits in the movie. So where what scene in the movie is that over playing over? So it happens a few times. Okay. The time that it happens that I enjoyed it the most is when she is um meditating with uh with Leia at the beginning. And then it happens again when she meets Luke 
on uh, Octo, yeah. Octo, and then it happens again as she's staring up at the the space battle happening above her. So it happens a few times. Uh, the problem with Star Wars is that because the movies are so long, when they put <laughs> the soundtracks out, you guys know this, when they put the soundtracks out, they just kind of do like the hits. Yeah. But it happens a few times and it's it's usually related to Rey and it's usually when she's doing some sort of fun force related. Okay. Thing. All right, John, what about you? Yeah, I think so for... Th- I I'm all about the scenes. I so I so, sometimes don't necessarily know the titles of the songs, but for me, it's that moment when she teleports the lightsaber into into Kylo's hand, and the the music shifts. It's the same in Last Jedi when Kylo kills Snoke. It's that shifting tone where you get the intense doom build up, and then it just the it diffuses all the energies let out. I believe and... that song is called The Force is With You because that's when you start that tone when the Jedi are talking to her. Yes. When she starts battling him more and ends up being victorious at the yeah. end. That's what so, I would have pitched. That's that, what... that's, that sequence for me is the big payoff to all of it. And I love that moment. I think it works really well. And uh, that's that musical cue gives, gave me chills the first time I heard it. It was like, oh, wow, that was really cool. All right, Will, what, what about you? And it better not be the scene where Chewbacca dies. Or I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> no, he's like, no call. You mean that 30 seconds that we got to believe I that mean, he was dead? That's exactly it. I mean, to be fair, if it wasn't for the intensity of the music at that moment, it would not be as memorable. It was overshadowed by Daisy Ridley's scream. <laughs> I mean, true, but... <laughs> but serious but seriously the moment that lightning came from ray and shot down chewbacca's ship the music instantly took a turn into something sinister and dynamic and i was literally scared for my life i thought my heart jumped out of my body at that my chewie's gone <laughs> yeah <laughs> So, I mean, that's probably the one scene from that movie that hit me the hardest. And I think it was thanks to the music adding that intensity to it. To be fair, he's lasted longer in the in the sequels than he did in Legends. You got a point. I'll give you that. All right. So John's already listed what I would have put on there. That's that was my pick. I feel it's the most it's one of the best. It's like you said, it has a slow buildup and then bam, here we go. And then she's fighting back and is victorious. I think it's one of the best scenes. And that whole moment with just the mellow tone when the Jedi are talking to her, it's amazing because it's just like, oh, here we go. And then you hear all these voices going and it just fits that tone more and more. Um, So the next one, these are all ranked from what they feel is the worst to best, but like Return of the Jedi right now is next. And the song is called The Return of the Jedi. I am not going to agree with this right now, so... I'm going to turn the mic to Adams. He's already showing faces right now. Um, I know fans what, can't see this yet. What, what, is this the moment when Luke throws the lightsaber aside? Is um, that the... What it says here, according to what... Um, what was it? Uh, Screen Rant saying. The opening trumpet notes create a palpable tension as Luke is forced to walk the plank over the Sarlacc pit. Oh, oh okay. so they're talking okay. about the da-da-da-da. Yeah. And then the, they like, it the seems like they're pit. picking the same sort of theme from each movie. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I said. That's why I kind of like this one because we get to talk about what we like and then kind of, because I'll tell you right now, I do like the music. 
and you would think it's for this lightsaber, you know, of course, the battle at the end between Vader and Luke. I actually kind of like the, the what was it when they entered the Death Star? I like that music because it kind of puts you in that meat theme of they're going in on a mission. They're not going to stop. And then just that ending, how they are triumphant and just comes out of that thing. One of my favorite parts is when the tension starts growing, when the bomber's about to crash into the brain of one of the destroyers. That was one of my favorite scenes. And it's just like, I can't stop. And then the music just intensifies, intensifies. And then the screaming just makes that melody. And then just bam, here, here's the destroyer just coming down. Um, so I voiced my opinion on it. Adam, let's turn over to you. Um, I've got two. I this is my favorite movie of the of the series. Um, so this one I feel like I, I should be allowed to, so I'm just gonna say two. <laughs> um they're tied for me. It's the Emperor and then uh Ewok celebration and the finale. I knew you were um I think that from from both perspectives. Uh, the emperor is the, of course, the emperor's throne room. The you all can hear it in your head right now. Um, it's it's so iconic at this point. It's, it's menacing. It's full of everything you ever want when it comes to evil person does evil things. Um, but then you have the exact opposite with the Ewok celebration. I remember as a kid, I listened to the Ewok celebration in the finale over and over and over again to a point where uh, the CD on my little, I was the kid at that had the little CD player, the the portable disc CD man. player, the disc man, but yeah. I had John Williams playing on it. <laughs> um, and so everybody's like, what are you listening to? And I'm just like, John Williams. They're like, who? <laughs> So I listened to that so much that it it destroyed the disc and it would it did that thing where it would go. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, those are mine. OK, what about you, John? Yeah, I agree. Any of the throne room stuff works for me, but the emperor's theme is phenomenal. And that's sort of like the, there's the like the the it's like the there's like the singing voices in the background. That's like, yes, yes. Give me more. It sounds like what the like emperor's guards are just doing. I honestly <laughs> believe that like, the, it's not actually like background music by Williams. It's what those guys in the red suits are just doing, standing around the emperor. They're just humming you, their you, job. They're being paid to make that sound. You imagine him turning around or what was it? Like you get the scenes, like you have in um, the star Wars comics with Vader and you sit there to see him. Oh, they didn't him right. Yeah. Fire that guy. Kill that choke. Somebody force yeah. choke that guy. He didn't do it right. This is yeah. always the funniest thing. So they they're made out to be like you know, part of my French will like badasses in the comics. But then you see them in these movies, and it's like that's it. They just stand there, that's and, all. and then at one point they dismiss them. That's about it. Like Yoda just comes in, like you're done. All right. Well, what about you? Cheating a bit. I'm listening back to some of the songs <laughs> to try to remember them. But um, yeah. I mean, I kind of agree with you guys. The the emperor first theme did have a good impact i honestly kind of like the uh parade of the ewoks uh i thought that one is more of the different songs in uh, the movie and it was more of a subtle song where it was kind of had a little bit of mystery had some different kind of instrumentals to it so it was quieter but i mean it's just subtle it, it felt like something that i could relax to okay all right so we're gonna jump to the next song and that goes. I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna pause you real quick here though. You said uh, this is in order from 
the least to greatest? Like, are they saying the quality of the song or the movie? Because I'm already offended that the three prequel movies are apparently ranking above these choices. The way they have them ranked, because it's just, it's interesting to see it. Because like last year, I think they're going off pure score wise. Okay. I don't think it's going off movie wide and they're putting return of the jedi in the second in the third to last spot. i'm just like, really I'm curious about like, this green rant is just like you're not a comic book fan or not yeah, i've kind of i've kind of downgraded my interest in screen rant i'm just gonna say <laughs> <laughs> all right so we're gonna jump to the next one which does go to the last sequel the force awakens the song they chose is the one i pro- personally would put up there raise theme yeah I, I, I don't think I would even disregard that. So Screen Rant, you've moved back up in my list, but you're not there yet. I still go to CBR, buddy. Um, but by far, yes, it is. It just has that different tone. You know, it's kind of like one of those things. It's just like it's it's adventurous, but it's sympathetic at points, too. And you it's like you kind of get both that in Ray's story. That song alone tells you Ray's story without even you really having to watch it um adam what about you so i i want i want to give your viewers some homework if i can okay um it really to me and john uh brandon will you might you might agree or disagree it really seemed like in ray's theme that john williams believed that she was going to be a skywalker of some sort if you listen to the force theme if you listen to across the stars if you listen to any of the like Skywalker branded music, even Leia's theme is connected to it. And it's so beautiful. The way that he uses the flute at the beginning, um, really just the only other time that a flute is used is Leia's theme as like a a main uh, instrument. Um, It uses a lot of flute and a lot of oboe. And it's really funny because... um, I really believe that John Williams was either told or assumed that she was going to end up a Skywalker of some sort. And let's be honest, at the end of Rise of Skywalker, when she says that she's a Skywalker, I think John Williams is sitting there going, "We knew that was my initial thought. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. What about you, John? Do you agree with that pick or do you disagree? I think as far as original uh, pieces in uh, Force Awakens, it's 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 the top piece, no question. For me, a, a, the best music drop moment is when she catches the lightsaber flying through the air, and it's Luke's theme. So they they just threw us they threw us a bone by giving us the Luke's theme there, and it's the that's the best music moment in the entire freaking thing when she catches that thing, and that's like it's like a slower, quieter version of it, and you're just like, oh, I just was like cheering jumping out of my seat like this right here this is it this is it so that that's my favorite moment from the movie um but as far as original music in it yeah it's hard to beat race name all right well i can see you have your headphone in now so you're trying to do it without even yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm listening to ray's theme because <laughs> i'm trying to remember how that one went uh for me actually in this one i i'll agree race theme kind of does deserve the top spot um if it's personal favorites though i wouldn't say it's my personal favorite i actually honestly liked uh finn's confessions uh song better um that one just pulls up my heartstrings every time i hear it uh but yeah i do agree race theme does it, it does add to her character a lot um 
you can tell that he the uh, the way he was trying to compose it, he was trying to make it somewhat unique and also make it more connected to the world that they, that they were building in these movies. So um, yeah, I guess I can agree with that choice. It is one of the best ones. Okay, so. I guess it's a good place to go to the next one uh, because, like Adam says, we're going to go to the prequels now. We are going to Attack of the Clones. And the song they chose, of course, is Across the Stars. I'm not even going to debate this one. I think it's the most beautiful song, but it's sad because it's one of those songs that, like we said earlier, that you feel that love forced in the scene, but yet the music is the one telling you really the good story of what it's supposed to be. Um Adam, what's your take on Across the Stars? Do you think this is the best song of it or the worst song? Or what would you, not the worst, but what would you choose? So I'm I'm going to kind of cheat here <clears throat> because I would choose the Love Pledge and Arena, Ooh. which is one song. It is the confession that he has to Padme in the gate, entering the gate, and then the entire arena scene. Um, so you get across the stars, you get the <laughs> arena scene. Both of the best moments of uh, of that ending piece is 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 getting done with the romance, so that we're <laughs> able to experience more of Star Wars again, and then moving into the arena. So you get across the stars, you get an arena. It's one song technically on the soundtrack. That is my vote. All right. Cheating. Yeah, cheating. Now. The only thing that I don't like about this list is they do not, what shocks me before we go to John's, they do not include Rogue One, and they do not include of course because of the fact that they do not John Williams not didn't score these. Um, so we're only going to do their nine movies that John Williams officially scored. Um, so John, going to you Cross the Stars, best song, worst song, or I'll, I'll go I'll go a step further and say it's the only reason to watch that movie. <laughs> <laughs> So I mean I'm I'm completely willing to say that movie should be at the bottom. Last Skywalker, Rise of Skywalker, it's right there with you. I mean I get it, but like it that 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 yeah. I, Django's I, I theme was an underdog though. Yes, I struggle even listening to the music from those prequels because I just the whole time all I'm picturing the scenes and I'm like God I hate this. Yeah, music. well well we can't say that because two of them are my personal favorites. But what oh. was it? It's it's sad because that's what we said when we ranked the movies. Or what was it? And when we'd had the vote, it was Solo that took bottom, Rise that took 10th, and then what? It was 7th or, yeah, it was 7th for Attack of the Clones, which shocked me the most. It was over Force Awakens and Last Jedi. I think those are hate goggles people are wearing. I think they need (laughs) to take those off and just watch the movies. I gave Solo a vote to hopefully get that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, what about you, Quick? Um, Pack of the Clones, Across the Stars, do you like the song? Do you not? What do you feel should be up there? Yeah, I, I totally agree with that pick. Um, I, I'm with John. It's probably the best song in there. It's the only reason to watch it. That that song is just so beautiful. Another one that just pulls at your heartstrings. So, yeah, I, I would agree that that is a very good pick for best song. Okay. So I've already voiced my opinion on this. So we're going to go to Revenge of the Sith next. The song they chose is Battle of the Heroes. Now, this is where I think you guys are kind of, I agree with you guys. I think they're choosing the most exciting song. You do feel the pain of Obi-Wan and Anakin in this, but actually my pick would probably be Anakin's Betrayal. 
that's when we have all the Jedi fall. And so every scene, every little deep note you get is you know there's a Jedi falling. And it's so impactful, so what was it? Like you feel for these guys when this is happening. Um, you feel for Anakin because you see him fall to this temptation. You see everything just in this one song alone. I think this is a, Anakin's betrayal is the song that sums up this whole movie. Um, Adam, what about you? See, here you put me into an awkward position. This is where he, you're going to pick two again, aren't you? You're going to pick two. Look at him. Watch him. I, it's not my favorite, so I don't feel comfortable picking two. <laughs> but at the same time, because Revenge of the Sith is the way that it is, you have a lot of like Anakin centric songs. My favorite when I listened to it over and over again as a kid was uh, Anakin's Dark Deeds. Yes. And while being different from Anakin's betrayal, it is still about Anakin doing bad things. Right. <laughs> That's a- However, Anakin's Dark Deeds is the scene where Obi-Wan is finding out that Anakin has killed all the younglings. So it's that scene at the end where he and Yoda are getting back into the 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 temple, temple and all that yeah. kind of stuff, and he's having to face that his brother has fallen. Fallen. Um, so that would be my pick. Battle of the Heroes, iconic. Anakin versus Obi-Wan, iconic, wonderful music, fantastically done. But for me, it was Anakin's Dark Deeds. All right. What about you, John? I think the whole movie builds to that theme. So I think that, that it it has to be kind of considered. I, I think I probably would choose that one. Just I do feel like like to Adam's point that the, the the musical cues in that movie are very repetitive. You get a lot of the same like, oh, yeah, he's getting he's bad. Oh, yeah, he's bad. It's kind of like the repeating theme. So you get a lot of the same pieces. It just for me, that fight sequence is so epic in length and breadth. And you kind that song is. Yeah, it overshadows everything in the movie. Okay. You but also I mean, have to keep in mind, though, that last sequence of fighting, it, it doesn't actually, it, it's not actually in the soundtrack. Yeah. The whole battle includes both Anakin versus Obi-Wan, Battle of the Heroes, and Duel of the Fates. Yes. And it's all intertwined in this wild ending to a movie in which the music does not stop for 16 minutes. Right. That there's a yeah, there was a whole thing too. I I always love the ending score too, where you do see the Darth Vader costume reveal. You get to see him build up because it's both I think other than Anakin's betrayal, and like you guys said, I think it is probably one of the most sympathetic songs because now you've seen that everything he turned for is now gone. And now he has to deal with his choices that he's made. And it's one of those like Guess it ain't greener on the brighter side now. And him hearing the us hearing the Darth Vader Imperial March there at the very end, yeah. just with those six notes at the end. Mm-hmm. You can't beat it, man. Um, Will, what about you? I mean, I would totally agree with Adam on this. Yeah. Uh, what was it? Dark Deeds? Anakin's Dark Deeds? Yeah, that one definitely hits hard. I mean, it's so grandiose, and it. What's the best way to describe it? It's just. It hits all the all the notes on like what he's going through, where he is now, and like. 
it's hard to describe it right. as I'm listening to it right now. I mean, it's <laughs> cheater. Hey, <laughs> I don't have a good memory. All right. So I guess the next three most you probably are probably already know what three movies are now going to be at the top. We're going to start with the Empire Strikes Back. Are you kidding? Okay, so I'm done with being cool. I'm done with this whole thing. <laughs> I, I could easily have made my completely. top five favorite themes all out of Empire Strikes yeah. Back. So what the heck is this okay. list? Okay. Duel of the Fates is one of the most overrated songs. If they're putting this in the top two and not Empire's themes, this is baloney. So, I'm out so of you here. want me to tell you the top two? Or the I don't. I don't. I don't care. It this point, I'm willing to say we're secret. at number one right now. Well, let's this just is number, do number one. one. This is okay, number one. Then, okay. then we'll then come then, back to two and three. I'm actually in agreement. We're skipping. Ahead. Even Holy though I don't crap. Do Duel of the Fates, even though I do like the song, there I think Phantom Menace's score is a very underrated score. Other than Duel of Fates, Duel of Fates, I, I agree, it is overplayed. I love the song just as much as anybody else does, but it is a song that's overplayed. Holy it's cow. overrated, but it's but like you get the pod racing music, you get certain music that does actually fit the theme of the movie. Of course, you can always go with Augie's. Um, what was his celebration at the end? I'm just yeah, curious because what that they... song is interesting. Yes, it is. Exactly. <laughs> it's a sped up version of the so Emperor's good. theme. Yes. So, good. so now, I'm curious, what did they pick from Empire? Imperial March. Okay. Imperial I mean, March. It's 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 a it's a top theme from that movie. I'm gonna skip over Adam because usually Adam goes first. Now, but I'm, I'm... <laughs> no, it's, John, it's, you go ahead. It's Yoda's theme, right? It's gotta Thank be when he you. lifts the X Wing was... out of the the swamp and Dagobah, right? I mean, come that's on. It. That's it. That's, that that's, moment that's is it. the chills moment in the movie. Mm-hmm. Imperial March, amazing. Top three scores for me from M- from the Star Wars universe. But like, yes. it's Yoda's theme, man. Holy cow. It's 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 that and uh, Han and Leia's theme. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Those, I love. Okay, don't get me wrong. I, I went to a con this year. I got to be a media member for ICC Con in Nashville, Tennessee. Nice. I did interviews with a bunch of different people. I it, Timothy Zahn, uh, multiple different like uh, vendors that were there. And one of the questions that I asked was, what is your favorite John Williams score so- like song? And the m- amount of people who chose Imperial March was insane so i get it i get that imperial march is the one that everybody knows because it's darth vader's theme you hear it all the time you hear it consistently after that as well but john's right it has to be yoda's theme if not yoda's theme it's han and leia's theme because both of those are the most beautiful written pieces of music you'll hear like you could put it into other song other movies and it would still be breathtaking and it would still make those scenes better right i think it's one of those songs before i before i turn it over to my partner will to give his opinion on it i think imperial march granted is popular i'm not going to deny it's been used in other media for a reason but it's been made a derogative (laughs) song because it's like every time it's like you have family or anybody that like john or yeah i know you can talk it's like sometimes when you you know somebody close and you don't want to deal with them it's like it's one of those things that everybody uses why because they use it as a derogative thing i agree with you guys i think yoda's and han and leia's love story pretty much is the main songs from this movie 
Um, but I mean, you look at the, let's just, I mean, you look at Imperial, you look at Yoda, you look at Han and Leia. How is this movie third? Battle of Battle of Hoth. How is Battle this movie third in Best any thing. way? Cloud <laughs> City's music was amazing. I'm just, I'm just my face is melting off. Moments. It's just a matter of, what was it? And a lot of good music that fit these moments. It's just yeah. certain ones, it's just like, it, yeah, I can see why. But okay, so Will, what's your thoughts on Imperial March being the pick they chose? I mean, it's a safe pick. I mean, I agree <laughs> with you guys. It's It's a safe pick. Everybody knows it. I wouldn't say it's my favorite. I I was glad that John brought it up because yeah, Yoda's theme was my all time favorite. I love listening. To, I love watching the scenes with Yoda. I love listening to the music. I love hearing the philosophy he puts out from like backwards speech. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, Yoda's theme was the one that I was going to say if nobody else did. So, but. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to lie. Imperial, the Imperial March, that one is just overdone to me. So it, it, it didn't even seem that intimidating to me when I first heard it. I like, that was not the song that I would have chose to associate with Vader. That's, that's my premise. I, I think it's a good song, but it doesn't make me feel intimidated. It, it, if anything, it just leaves me hyped. It just so, that he's just the emperor's pet at some point. It's like, oh yeah, here we are. And then, oh wait, they're gone. Okay, now we gotta go somewhere else. And it's just again <laughs> and again. All right. So you guys ready for number two? It's not, it is Duel of Fates. It is number two, and that is the Phantom Menace. Um, I love this song, but it's overplayed and it's overhyped. I actually am for the I think we said like the ending where we do have that gun game kind of celebration i can't remember the exact name but it does kind of lead into the end credits a little bit but just that one minute and a half alone gives you a different vibe for the movie it gives you that different theme gives you a different kind of celebration but it's like adam says when you really pay attention to the music you slow it down there's more stuff really happening in that song um adam let's turn the mic to you Okay, so this, again, might be cheating. Um, Qui-Gon's Noble Death is oh, is, is my favorite one from, from the soundtrack. Like, if you're going based on the soundtracks alone, Qui-Gon's Noble Death, that is, it, ta- it starts basically at the time that Darth Maul start, like, ignites the lightsaber, um, and then that's what plays while the fight is actually happening. So right. Duel of Fates is what they made to release for the sat for for the trailer or whatever um qui-gon's noble end that's the that's the last little bit right there um it has the great uh great opening moment and then it continues on other than that honestly i really liked the and it like he is the chosen one song mm-hmm. which is when he's talking to obi-wan after the after the the Jedi Masters have let their ego once again cloud their judgment, mm-hmm. um, this one. So I know that John had an issue with most of the sequel or most of the prequel music because it reminded him of the bad scenes. But if you think about, like, if you just listen to the hits of of Phantom Menace, like you 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 would go to the soundtrack, the CD of the soundtrack, and you just listen to those songs. 
it's kind of the best parts of the movie as well. You had a point. And that's why this is the best of the prequel movies for me. Like, I like it, I think, even more than Revenge of the Sith in a lot of ways, because I think it feels like they capture some of that original New Hope vibe. And I feel that. Yeah, and I get Duel of the Fates. And I, I, it, I don't know how you think about this movie without Duel of the Fates. Like, it, imagine this movie didn't have Duel of the Fates and what an absolute tragic film this would have been like if they, just been had, like if they just had any other song in there right yeah nobody would care to watch I, this I movie i think it would have taken that whole moment when you see darth vader or darth i was gonna say darth vader darth maul <laughs> ignite that double-sided lightsaber i think it would have took that whole moment away exactly it, it would have been one of those moments like okay what a badass. great yeah what a badass you got two-sided lightsaber that's all you got what you got now sucker like <laughs> that iconic little part of that song is when he ignites that lightsaber and that's what speeds up that song more and more Facts. So, like it, you can't i agree it's like john says it's a song that you cannot put you cannot think about when you don't watch or when you watch phantom menace is that but you got the pod racing you got the the augie celebrate or the the um celebration scene at the end you have qui-gon's noble and the song that spoiled the movie for everybody for anybody who does listen to john williams scores um, but there's so many things. I had the soundtrack before I saw the movie. Up, <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's gonna die. <laughs> My dad was very angry at me. <laughs> I was six. <laughs> no music for you now. <laughs> All right. Well, what about you? Okay. So hear me out. For when it comes to this movie. This was the first Star Wars movie that came out since the original trilogy. And it had been a long time since we'd seen any Star Wars movies. So for me, when it comes to The Phantom Menace, the song that I remember the most from it was the opening Star Wars theme song. And I know they played in all of them, but for me personally, it hit the most seeing it in this movie because it was the first time we were able to see any star wars material for years well for so most of us yeah for yeah. most of us it's the first movie we ever watched in star wars because yeah. like will and i we were about what four or five years old when this movie came out not to make you feel old john i'm sorry yeah yeah but, I mean, I, I did watch the older movies because my parents like nostalgia stuff. No, so. but seeing it in the theater, that's a beautiful statement, I think, Will. Yeah. I mean, that makes total... I can't, I can't understand because it's been so long since I've seen <laughs> one of these in the theater for the first time. But that moment, uh, hearing that for the first time in a theater, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. That. So for me, my pick would have been just the main Star Wars theme song from The Phantom Menace. But I mean, I do understand your guys' picks and they make total sense. I they they are incredible songs, but it's just for me personally, it's the nostalgia factor for me. It's one of those this is one of those soundtracks. It's like Adam says, every song, a little bit of that song does have a great hit in it. And it's a matter of you just have to find which song you like the most. Um, this is one of them I will always say. And I guess Willie actually brought up a good point because that's what's leading into number one, which is a new hope and is the main title um that is what they named there is again this is one i agree with adam there is so many hits from this movie that anyone really could be it um 
one of them I love because it was just that different vibe was the cantina scene where you do have that little because it's iconic. Everybody knows it. It's one of those things like one of my other favorite scenes, too, is that whole trench run scene when you do see Hong come in. It's just one of those things like that to me is what captivated me. I remember as a kid watching this with my cousin for the first time. I didn't care about anything else. I thought the cantina scene was actually really creepy. That's why I stayed away from it. (laughs) Yeah, the cantina theme was the one that I was going to bring up because that's the one that I still listen to nowadays. Just every once in a while, I'll put on the cantina theme when I'm having a party. I know Willie and I, we had a teacher in high school, our government teacher, and all he would play is when we we're doing homework is Star Wars. And one of the things he played, and that was Calkins. I remember this guy to the T. One of his favorite songs he put on every day was the cantina scene. And it was just one of those like, up, I know who this is. It's this, you know, the <laughs> creepy aliens playing the instruments to the side, everything like that. But the trench runner playing jizz. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also too, the whole ceremony scene at the end is just so iconic. There's so many songs that are so iconic in this. It's unreal, and there's a reason why John Williams, after this score, stayed on Star Wars pretty much to its entirety, except two movies and, of course, some shows. Um, Adam, what about you? What's your take on this? What would you would you agree with the main title? Do you not agree with the main title? I do not agree with the main title. Um, and here's why. There are two songs in this that <laughs> have lasted the entirety of Star Wars. The entirety. You hear these songs and you immediately know A, who the character is that it's attached to, and B, that you're going to cry. <laughs> First one, binary sunset. Yep. Luke looking over at the twin sun setting as he's ready to adventure for the first time. He doesn't know that his whole world is about to collapse on top of him. The next day. The second one, <laughs> Princess Leia's theme. Ooh, okay. I, when they did that live the day, the year after Carrie Fisher passed, and John Williams came to celebration for a complete surprise. I remember streaming that. I was at work streaming celebration and they surprise John Williams is here with a full-blown orchestra and they're playing Princess Leia's theme. I wept. Not cried, wept. Because that is one of the most beautiful songs I've ever heard in my life. And it will always be connected to both Princess Leia Carrie Fisher it's even now like it's used it was used in Rise of Skywalker it was used in The Last Jedi it was used in The Force Awakens it kept being used in Empire and Return of the Jedi and it is so beautiful but Binary Sunset Princess Leia's theme now you brought up a good point with Princess Leia's um, theme don't they kind of hint to that theme when she does pass away in Rise of Skywalker that was one of, to me, if I could change my pick, I would probably pick that pick where you do see Kylo turn or feel that anguish. And then, of course, Ray stabs him at the end. It's like, you punk? Like, this guy is down. <laughs> but it's just one of those things, like, that's such a beautiful theme. And I, I'm glad you brought that up, Adam. I think, again, this movie brings a lot of iconic themes. For me, like I said, it was the trench run. But I also would agree with that, the binary sunset. Leia's theme, the cantina scene. There's so many songs that come really... When you think of New Hope, you think of these. You don't think of the main title all the time. Um, What about you, John? 
it's binary sunset like i don't know what else i would pick i mean obviously the opening scene the theme is phenomenal and the and the awards whatever medal the pitch, sequence the, at yeah, the, the end marriage, yeah is amazing Where, as well but it doesn't get a medal at the end of it all <laughs> the visuals of course of luke standing there and the suns it's amazing but the music mm-hmm. is so superior to the scene that it elevates the whole i mean it's yeah it's and it's and it's been utilized again and again, like uh, Adam is saying, all the way throughout. So yeah, it's the that's the winner for me all the way. Okay, what about you, Will? I mean, like I, I I said in the beginning, this is the Cantina theme, but that's just mainly because of the nostalgia factor, and it also is just the one that it it's very fun, and I feel like it's it was a song that I could listen to like all the time. It's pretty much one of the songs where if i'm hanging out with friends and we're just having some drinks playing some games watching some movies eating some chips whatever we're doing we could just put that in the background because hey it's a party yeah like cutting guys arms off shooting first yeah it's it's some of the most iconic scenes or the things that really give you that what's really happening here kind of thing but okay so i think that's a good place to ask this question really quickly with the likes of, say, Michael Giacchino, Ludwig Garrickson's coming in to score now, um, different things like that, do you think these guys are doing justice to what has been set for Star Wars as of jo- for John Williams' sake? Or do you feel like there should be a couple of different other artists that should be making their way into the Star Wars universe? Because um, like we said, Michael Giacchino made an iconic score for Rogue One. You have... Ludwig um, Garrickson, who's known or gotten his Oscar through Black Panther, came in and did the Mandalorian scores. Um, gives that little Western theme. Um, so on and so forth. So, Adam, we'll start with you. Do you like where they're going with it? Or do you think there should be a couple more people that should be considered to come into this? Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. I feel like for years, there have been people that have been learning from John Williams. A lot of these composers that are doing stuff now like they they're they were listening to john williams like the way john williams was listening to those that were above him because the planets had so much to do with what he was writing you can listen to the planets and you have a lot of like you see the inspiration right um but i i feel like especially with people like ludwig you see that he's been inspired by John Williams. You know that the respect that everybody has for John Williams. So I think um, from Rogue One specifically, your father would be proud. The The one that as they're hugging at the very end mm-hmm. is one of the most beautiful songs to come out of Star Wars. And it's not a John Williams theme, but you can tell that it's... John it, Williams inspired. John Williams inspired it. Um, and I, I think that that's so important when you're looking at this next wave of Star Wars, you see, you see like Kenobi, they did a great job. Like John Williams did his theme, but if you listen to like the whole soundtrack for Kenobi, they did a great job yes, of really giving props as props needed to be given but also like doing some things their own. Ludwig did things his own way, but still paid homage to to John Williams. So they're doing a great job. I think that you can continue, of course, like let more people have an opportunity. There are a lot of composers out there that aren't getting the recognition they deserve. All right. What about you, John? 
Do you I mean, I, I'm a Jacino fanboy, so you yes, know you're you not are. gonna you're <laughs> not gonna get a lot of hate from me. I think it's a, I, it's obviously not a perfectly team. lateral move because nobody's at that plane of existence, but it's it's as close as you're gonna get. You look at what he's done at Pixar, all the amazing scores he's done over at Pixar. Well, he's uh, got an Oscar for a Pixar movie. Up. It, it's amazing. The guy, the guy's supremely talented. He's, I was literally swaying to the song from Up as you were it's, saying it. It's it's that level, right? And and I'm a big Lost fan, and he, you know, he had a full live orchestra for every single episode of that show. Nobody yeah. does that anymore. The guy was just at on another plane. So I think he is definitely a worthy successor. But why not roll the dice on a lot of new talent? Because I think there's. Just like filmmakers, you know, it's not like you need to have the same directors every single time. I think spreading the wealth, you can find a lot of cool people out there. All right. Well, what about you quickly? What do you feel? I I would say that this is probably one of the few good reasons that I feel that uh, Lucasfilms was bought off by Disney. It's because of the music aspect. And like if you grown up with Disney, you know that they've always had great composers, great writers when it comes to the music and they've even if you don't like a lot of the movies that they've done you could at least say in each one of the films there is at least one song that you love to listen to and so i think that it's very fortunate for uh, lucas films to have disney's uh, an aspect of disney on that because they do have access to all these great writers and a lot of which do uh do good research when it comes to where they're sourcing their material for their music. So um, I have high hopes for the future of Star Wars when it comes to that, because you know you're going to get some good writers that are going to contribute and pay homage, but also add their own new twists, right. make, them, make them just as exciting, uh, engaging and all that. It's the whole thing, like we said again. I know Taika Waititi's come out and said that you can't have Star Wars new characters without, inter- you know, still having some of those characters you know and love. And I think the same thing goes to composers. The fact that you get all these great composers that have won Oscars, that have won anything, but each of them are inspired by John Williams. That they have that still that little hint of John Williams in there. So again, you can't introduce another great score without going back to the homage of the original scores. So I think they've done great with it so far. I can't wait to see where it goes after this. Um, and now, especially with some you know shows and possibly movies coming down the line, it's going to be interesting to see, are they going to stick with another composer throughout or is it going to be mixed where they have different themes for each one? So I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful to see what's going to happen. But can I throw in a, 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 an honorable mention here? We've been talking about the movies, but Kevin Kiner doing all of Clone Wars and then getting a (laughs) full-blown orchestra for that last uh, uh, episode, the last episodes that they got to do to finish Clone Wars, his music that he did, especially for Ahsoka, it was wild, but... I, I don't know if you remember this. Uh, I, I'm sure you do. But the, the scene where the Emperor comes in and is it is about to kill or wants to kill Savage and Darth Maul. Yeah. And then they play that music that is so much the throne room mixed in with Duel of Fates, mixed in with like the initial Darth Maul. But the the other honorable n- mention that I have to say is uh, Lochte Neck. 
Okay. Which is the 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 music that is played by Jabba the Hutt's um, band in Return oh, of the no. Jedi. Oh, no. <laughs> I played that music, like, for people. <laughs> like, people would come to my house, and that would be the song that I would play. Everybody else was playing, like, Fall Out Boy and Green Day, and I was playing Lopty Neck. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think that's a good place to end the podcast. <laughs> um, um, we want to thank our guests for joining in on this wonderful conversation. So we want to thank John first off. John, where can fans find you? It's pretty basic. John's Comics with Kids, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok. I'm around. All righty. And Adam, where can fans find you? V-Rex Tano on TikTok and Star Wars Comic Friend everywhere else. All righty. And you can find Comic Talkers anywhere on Instagram, TikTok, and facebook i was blanking there again holy crap um <laughs> at Tomatalkers, talkers you can also listen to the podcast anywhere on anchor spotify google Podcasts, and itunes and without further ado my name is brandon and <laughs> may the force be with you and also with you, with you.